June 20th. We sterilized the drill and verified with the drones that all of the microbials have been contained. The biome has seen zero exposure to outside microbials. The extent of these findings are incredible. There's even a small population of a previously extinct species, the Glyptodon. I mean, this discovery could fundamentally change how we view biology and so many other fields. Following this transmission, we are sending a data pack that exceeds the maximum file size to be delivered in the standard time frame. We are attempting to deliver about 23 gigabytes of raw data, scans, and photos. End of audio log 19. Yo, 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 what's going on, you guys? This is Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is your favorite video game podcast, the Sticky Buttons podcast. And we're coming at you with the 48th episode here. Dude, I'm excited, man. I think we've got a great topic and we got a great lineup for games. And I'm just excited to, to jump into it. I'm happy to be here, excited to jump into it. It's going to be a great time. Dude, I'm so stoked, man. Let's let's get right into it. What is the topic for today's episode, Blake? Yeah, absolutely. So this was kind of inspired by a game that I played recently. I brought it up a little bit, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I beat the game. And then I was kind of thinking, did I really beat this game? Because I started out coming to the game for the game itself. And I kind of just realized as I was playing it, it was more of an experience. It's more about the characters. And that's really what kept me around. And I kind of was just thinking that after I saw the credits and felt like I beat the game, I was like, is, is that even the right term? Is that an outdated term? I mean, do you still beat a game? Like in today's, you know, gaming landscape, like do you beat games? And is it like an outdated term? You know, have we evolved past that? You know, is, is this vernacular? Does it make sense anymore? So. Just kind of wanted to chat about that, see what you felt about that. That's yeah, interesting. It's definitely an interesting point, and it's worth looking into. Because do you do you beat a Call of Duty? Well, I mean, what, like, what do you, do you beat mean, Fortnite? What do you What do you mean by beating a game? Right? Like, does that yeah. mean completion, or does yeah. that mean you know, for you, I prestiged. You know, I prestiged in, in multiplayer, so I beat the game. I think it's definitely relative in that way. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of open to interpretation for each person. And, you know, I kind of feel like maybe in just bringing this up, I'm kind of leaning on the, the side of maybe we shouldn't call it that. Because, like, let's say, let's take Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. I mean, it was more of an experience. And I finished it. I finished the experience. I can go back into the chapters and look for items and customization options that I didn't find I can go back into it and you know do that but you know I feel fulfilled I went in wanting to experience the full game I finished the whole game and I saw the credits so did I beat the game I would say I would say yes but I also don't think that you know totally encapsulates you know my experience so what is this like search totally encapsulate your experience if you had to describe it with a word well, I don't see that. I don't know if there is a word. And that's why I'm just saying, is it is it weird that we say I beat X game or is there a better it, way yeah, to say it that? Definitely. Now that you're like digging further, you know, you're like using this shovel to dig up some dirt. It definitely 
makes it, I don't know, it definitely feels weird now. Where did this come from? Like the concept of beating games? I, you know, I think it kind of stems from the arcade. Cause so like, let's, let's just say, let's picture like an arcade machine and you have like an X amount of lives and then you use those lives and you put the quarters in, right? Yeah. I think that they were designed in a way that they were super hard and super challenging to where you yeah. would put more quarters into it. And that's kind of how you know, games were designed to be hard and challenging. So you would put more quarters in. And yeah. I think that that is kind of where this came from, but I feel like it's really evolved. You know, I feel like games have evolved since then, you know, I mean, we're, we're paying, you know, for the experience for the game up front, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we've talked about it before, like difficulty in gaming's like Celeste, for example, I played that on like invincibility mode. Like I couldn't die because I was just really excited to, to see the story, but I had no interest in the game. So I went into it knowing that I can just like click like infinite jump and make it through these platforming levels. But did I beat the game? I would say I experienced it, but I also like, I completely skipped out on that part of it. But I, I mean, like, I guess that's kind of irrelevant. I guess what I was saying is that with difficulty, you know, difficulty started out as a way for you to put more quarters in the arcade. And then when you got to the end of it, I mean, you definitively got to the end. Yeah. So, Because I mean, a lot of them were like very singular, like from A to B, you know, games have just evolved a lot since then. So I wonder if maybe we should start using different terms. Well, do any terms come to mind for you? I was thinking about this. The only thing I could come up with was I experienced it, but I, I don't know. That doesn't really fit. I mean, like, I guess it kind of fits, but it doesn't necessarily, like you can still experience a game and only play half of it. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, maybe that's something that we should talk about. Have you experienced the full game if you've only played through half of the story you've experienced a full game if you rolled through the credits i don't know that's what i'm asking what do you think if you played the game through and you played through the credits in my opinion you've played through the, you've experienced the game right as as the way the designers intended it well be. but then so let me ask you this with pokemon for example like let's take pokemon sword and shield i played through the game i beat all eight gyms and then i became the champion and then i rolled credits and then right. i went and fought the legendary pokemon and caught the legendary pokemon which was like a whole side quest a whole part of it and i did that with the characters in the game something very much designed for me to do for me to experience and then i bought the dlc and played through the entirety of the dlc and then rolled credits again. And then I still put 100 plus hours into it. So at what point did I like definitively hit an end? Is there... For me, for me, the answer is clear. You definitively hit an end when you initially rolled through those credits. Okay. Because that was, that was the game you purchased that you, you paid 40, how much are games? It was like 45 99 <laughs> I think it was 60 bucks that's yeah 60 bucks that was actually the experience. I bought it used, but that was the experience that you paid for right yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i guess that's that's a good way to look at it that's actually the other 
the, I had two things written down. I experienced it or I saw credits. So I don't know. I don't really like the I saw credits. I mean, it definitely sounds better than I beat it, but it doesn't really like, it doesn't have that. I don't know. I guess that like Genesis qua man, it doesn't feel like it doesn't, feel, yeah, it doesn't you know. have the same impact, the same emphasis. I guess like quote unquote, true gamers would say like you didn't beat the game until you 100 percented the I game think that's, that's obvious, man <laughs> that's the concept that's the concept within the gaming community of like a hundred percenting a game for example like a pokemon game you can 100 percent a pokemon game which is like crazy amount of work but you complete the pokedex i mean what what would it consist of like a few hundred percented well, if I was to, man, that is a, that's a tough question. And that like sword and shield. Okay. Phase. Well, that is, that's gated because you could in the full game, you could complete the Pokédex. And actually this is a great example. There's one side quest that I like, I know what I need to do, but I have absolutely zero interest in it. And it's like this guy in one of the towns and he says, Oh, bring me something fiery or like put on a fiery outfit to inspire my art. And at first I thought I was, oh, I have to beat the fire gym, put on the fire gym, league outfit and go see him. And then it turns out you don't need to do that at all. You have to spend like 10,000 on like a specific outfit, put it on and go talk to him and you get like something, like some small thing in return. I have no interest in doing that, but I've completed the Pokédex. So have I beaten it? <laughs> and, that, and then that goes back to our initial statement of like, it's relative, right? Because yeah. To you, you could say you beat it and more power to you. Like no one can knock you for that because you completed the Pokédex, right? Yeah. And that's a that's a solid, you know, standing ground. Like I completed the Pokédex, therefore I beat this game. I think that's, a, you know, you can make that, that leap. But I also feel like I felt a great sense of accomplishment when I actually completed the Pokédex, but I didn't feel like I hadn't beaten it. Because I, like you said, I had initially rolled credits the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel like at the moment, I like the, I saw credits, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. You know what I mean? When you say like, I beat something, just the way that the word is structured, it has like an emphasis at the end, like an emphasis on the T. So. More specifically, when you know, with the word beat, I think it has to do more with like specific challenges in a game or really difficult boss. Mm -hmm. you know, like I beat X boss. And, and to me, that feels more natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Than I beat X game for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like in Jedi Fallen Order, a game that I saw everything in, I actually, the only game I've ever 100%ed, I felt more like I beat the game after I beat the final boss than after I like got the last collectible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause after I got like the last outfit or whatever it was, it felt more like, oh my gosh, it took me so much to get this 100%. Just kind of felt like exhaustion. I was like, I don't even know if it was worth it. But yeah. And this takes me back to like a game I used to play when I was like 12 on cartoonnetwork.com called Fusion Fall. Mm -hmm. I spent so many hours on that game to the point where I completed a bunch of things, but I never felt like I had beat the game until I beat one of the biggest bosses, which was Fuse. 
and I didn't feel like I had completed it until I beat him. So I think it has, there's definitely a connection between beating bosses or like, you know, beating huge challenges and feeling like you've completed the game and then using the term for that. Now that I've said what I've said, and I just listened to what you said, I wonder if it is, I don't really know how to to say this. You might have to jog with me here. (laughs) The game sets up a certain challenge or a certain challenge that the story, you know, is going to fulfill by the end of it. Do you think that it's the challenge that the story sets up that is more meaningful or the most challenging thing for you? For example, in Sayonara Wild Hearts, there was a, I guess, like a part in the middle that I thought was the hardest part. And I don't know, I guess it was more frustrating, but like I got through it, but I don't feel like, I guess because it was in the middle, it wasn't at the end. I feel like I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just answered my own question there. But I guess let me, let me ask you, do you think that if the most challenging thing for you was in the middle and not at the end, how would you feel? Well, one, I would feel like it's a really interesting game. You know, I would, <laughs> I would appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I, I would definitely feel like I had beat the game, right? Because I beat the most difficult thing, right? The, hard, mm-hmm. the thing that's going to give me the most challenge, I got past that. So past that, I'm already like coasting. You know, I'm just playing a game. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess let me, let me tell you a game that, that does that, Brandon. We've talked about it on the pod before. We both played it. Hyperlight Drifter, man. There's an optional boss that you can fight in that before the end. And that is like by far the hardest boss in that game, at least in my opinion. And then when I, after I beat that, I went to like finish up the game and I just smoked the last one, smoked the last guy. <laughs> but it's fun. I probably drifted. I gotta, I gotta work my way through that mid game. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's a great game, but I mean, there are so many like amazing titles out right now. Like, how are you doing on uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus? I have not touched that game since I got Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> not surprising, man. Have you? Yeah. How close are you to the end of that? To the end of Legends Arceus, mm-hmm. I'm pretty close. You know, I'm I'm in no rush to finish Legends Arceus. It's I'm pretty close. I'm like, I would say two thirds of the way. You know, it's funny that that we bring that up because now that I'm thinking about it, there's I've heard some things on the internet that there are actually two definitive endings for Legends Arceus. I've heard that there's one when you complete the main story, and then the definitive end is when you complete the pokedex that would make sense yeah because i mean that's kind of like the whole premise of the game is like yeah do the pokedex yeah yeah that's tough i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm gonna get back to that (laughs) well man let's let's move right along to Elden ring man dude i'd love to hear some more about it we talked a little bit about it last time you just kind of barely got into it but tell me about it man dude i am finally in the mid game now so I've moved along all of those like very few introductory bosses. I've gotten very familiar with the world, I've completed a large part of the map. I've gotten to explore a lot of the game. I understand a lot of the game, how it works, the multiplayer. Right about now, I'm uh, hovering at like a level 165. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm going to be honest. I, I've played this game a little bit. I don't even know what level I am. I literally know nothing, man. <laughs> 
That's okay. You'll, you'll figure it out as you go. But I'm level 165 and I'm still struggling with. Like I take mid- it. Is that high? It sounds high. It's, it's very high, but I'm I'm still struggling with mid game bosses. Like you can beat this game at like level 50. You know, like there's people who beat the game at that, but they just kind of like rush through everything and, and they just get really lucky with fights because you can. I mean, there there are speedrunners who beat the game as a wretch. Okay. There are people who are that good at the game. Where they, like, just have the club? Yeah. And they beat the game like that, bro. And yeah. it's it's crazy. It's really just a skill-based game at the end of the day. Yeah. And so that's what, why, what, are your, what are your weapons? What are your mains? So I double-wield staffs. So you double-wield magic? Double-wield two staffs, and I'm just sending spells and just going crazy with my spells. I don't want my enemies get too close to me. Some of my favorite spells are the arrow spell. I like using the arrow spell. I like using the moonlight spell. I also like the rock throw spell. It's like three three purple rocks that I launch at enemies. Ancient power, man. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it, it really does look like ancient power. It's really funny you say that. And I never thought, I never connected that until you said that. Just not funny. And yeah, I got some pretty decent spells, man. But I, I just have a weakness where as a mage, I can't get hit too much. Mm-hmm. And so it really helps if I have a buddy to help me fight, especially if they are up close and personal. Yeah. yeah well, hey, no, we might have to hop into the multiplayer together. So right now, I'm two hands on a sword. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. Okay. What, uh, what class did you end up picking? I picked an astrologer. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I should have figured that. It's the magic build. Yeah. It's the, well, like the base mage. They have like mm-hmm. intelligence starting. They have a boost of intelligence, which is what gives your magic damage. And then mind is what gives your, gives you more magic and the, the magic mm-hmm. bar. FP is what we call it. And yeah, man, I've, I've been grinding so much. Like I've been spending so much time in Elden Ring. It's nuts, dude. To the point where Naomi bought Elden Ring so that she can play with me. Because <laughs> she's... I'm so, I'm, uh, I've, been playing, I've been playing so much. Shout out, shout out to Naomi for doing that. That's dope. Because I can use all the help I can get, honestly. Does she have a P5? No, she has my old P4. Okay. So I can use all the help I can get with these bosses, man. These bosses are just... Oh, man. They're menace. They're menaces. I I have not seen a boss yet. But you have to like... fight a boss? Oh, yeah, that's... You'll run into them eventually. So what is a boss in this game? I would say there are, like, different classes of enemies. There's, like, enemy, great enemy. Well, so, like, if an enemy has a health bar, is, are they yeah. a boss? If, like, a red bar populates at the bottom of your screen, they're a boss. Okay, well, I've beaten a couple of those, then. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe not a couple. I was like a giant. Fought. It was like Have this. You fought Godric? Definitely not, because I've heard that name, and I feel like I would. I heard that name. There's like a camp of enemies, and they were like in these ruins, and I think it was like. Actually, no, I know what it is. I killed some of his soldiers, and I picked up from their corpses their Godric's armor. So I know I haven't beaten him because I've only been fighting his like soldiers. But there was like some monsters on the beach and there's like this big ice giant kind of thing that had a huge sword. 
I took him down. Okay, it's probably like an ice troll. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. I mean, that's kind of what he looked like. Is that a boss? It, it could be. There are random bosses like just out in the world that you can run into. And so, yeah, it was probably a boss, if, especially if a red bar populated at the bottom. But back to what I was saying, dude, I've just been caught up in, in the story and I'm only in the mid game. So I'm like 33% through the main story and I'm really struggling. Like there, right now, I want to move through the Altus Plateau and you'll figure out what that is. You, you'll get there after the Ryle Carry Academy. So after you fight <laughs> this witch, I think her name is Renala, Renala the witch, who is really, really weird. She's just a really weird mage. After you fight her, you got you move on to the Altus Plateau. And you need to, in order to get to the Altus Plateau, you need to go to the the Dectus lift, the grand lift of Dectus. And to operate it, you need two medallions, which are and two random forts across the, the world. Oh wow. You gotta you gotta go to these forts and collect them. So they're not <laughs> in the fixed spot. No, they're not. And it's like, how would you know that if you didn't like pay attention? Yeah. I mean, there are the finger reader crones, which are really helpful. Finger reader crones are like an NPC that you can find and they kind of tell you, they will read your fortune. Bro, I feel like we're not even playing the same game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, it doesn't feel like it. You'll definitely get there once you unlock more of like the facets. They do a good job of gating you and then slowly but surely like introducing you to everything and it becomes very seamless, especially with the multiplayer stuff. I think it's, I mean, something that I think is cool. It's like those little like messages that you can see on the ground. That, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like, like that. Those are hilarious. I love the bloodstains. Naomi and I have a ball watching the bloodstains. I keep seeing them, but I they looked, I don't know. I Every time I look at it, I'm like, if I touch it, am I going to get poisoned? I, don't, I guess so, I don't really know what that is. So basically, it's just, if you're playing multiplayer, it's a collection of someone like it remembers how somebody died and that oh area. so it shows you like a shadow of how somebody gets got yeah. and it warns you it's just a warning like hey this is a potential way for you to die because i mean in this game like a tactic is to purposely die so that you can understand you can learn your boss you can learn that the enemies how they operate you can learn how to get through a certain area if you just you know you sacrifice yourself and and that's also a tactic to stack up runes, right? If you mm. if you learn how to like properly navigate areas, that way you can really go about stacking your runes. I would yeah, say but you can only. I mean, like if you if you die, you only have one chance to get your runes back, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you do it properly, you'll keep all your runes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually, I haven't lost my runes yet, so I guess that. That's exactly, and and that's good, man. Try your best to play like that however the pace you've been playing that has allowed you to not lose your runes keep that pace because it's easy to like speed up and just man i can't tell you i've lost hundreds of thousands of runes at a time and it's just it's so upsetting and discouraging jeez i i I think the most i've had is like a thousand or two i I bought a pot so that's cool like i'm by i bought a pot (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, man, that's the worst thing is losing like hundreds of thousands of rooms to like just bullshit, honestly. Oh, man. Jeez. And I'm just like, I'm not touching this game for the rest of the night. <laughs> I, can't I can't do this anymore. And, uh, but I'll come right back to it the next day. And it's just such a such a good game. It's been a while since I've, I've played through something like this. Yeah, I'm really excited, man. I'm excited to get more into it. I, I'm really happy that I that I waited a little bit, just because, like, I mean, everybody was talking about it. And I really wanted to just, you know, get into it. And but I had I had a, like Guardians of the Galaxy in my plate. I really wanted to finish that out, you know. And I, it feels good that it's like this is the only game I'm playing right now. Really, like I have like some games on my Switch that I'm like always coming back to. Ali Ali World, like that's a great game. Just going and play a level or two. You know, kind of always playing Pokemon in the background. I'll, you know, get on that for like 20, 30 minutes. And, but yeah, man, this game is really cool. I can already tell that like, I'm just, I'm pretty much only going to play this game until I beat it, I think. So. Dude, this game takes years to complete. Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, actually. To take years to complete, which is like, why are these designers are sick? Like, how do you guys have the time? Yeah, I don't know, man. I actually, I, it's crazy that you say that because I'm, I've kind of been feeling like I listen to when I like engage with uh, games media, I listen to a lot of like big publications, a lot of their big podcasts. I read a lot of their big articles and one of like my favorite ones that I like podcasts I listen to, there was this guy and he's, I played a hundred plus hours of Elden Ring and I beat it in two weeks. I was like, that just doesn't even sound fun. How do you have time to like do that and like live your life? So I definitely am kind of going in this that I'm going to, however long it takes me to play experience, be whatever, like I'm going to take my time. Like I'm not going to rush this one because this is a special experience for sure. Yeah, it definitely is a special experience. And I would recommend that it makes it much more enjoyable. I can tell you from just the aspect of like having rushed through certain parts because I want to just become more powerful I want to just be able to like easily navigate through areas and not die as much. You know, I kind of lost track of quest lines. Like for example, there's the Ronnie the Witch quest line, which I totally fucked up because I was just following tutorials on YouTube and and I messed up the order of it. And, and I ended up getting an ending that like I had to go on Reddit and I found like a couple other people that got the same ending, but there's essentially two endings for this, this quest line. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's a third ending that's kind of glitched. And that's the ending that I got because I was oh, just, damn. I was just fucking around and following YouTube tutorials and shit. And I messed up the order and I wasn't able to get a spell because of it. There's this really, really powerful spell that basically pursues foes. It shows like six beams that like will follow you. Mm-hmm. and I'm not able to get it, and I don't know how else I'm going to get it. Oh, damn. Are you going to start over? Definitely not going to start over the game <laughs> because of it, but, I mean, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm sure there'll probably be a patch or something along the way. I could probably find it at, like, a merchant shop or something somewhere, so yeah. we'll see. Dude, I'm not tripping over it, but, yeah, definitely all that to say, it's meant to be played like how you're playing it just taking your time listening to the npcs taking notes like i have to i keep a log now because i have to i'm not allowing shit like that to happen again 
Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got a little journal that I'm doing too. And I, I think that's, that's really fun. I mean, it's a good way to just like, like write things down in it. And I don't know. I also like, it's a good way to, for me to practice my drawing and practice my like art that I do. So I think it's yeah. really cool, man. The art style is awesome. It's very like Victorian horror, man. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Oh, I mean, man. I don't. Yeah, dude, I was going to get into that. Like the, the background, there's totally some lo-fi kind of like, you can just let the uh, oh, ambient yeah. sound, it's kind of like ambient sound of the way. background just play. And it's beautiful. There's somebody on YouTube who already made like a, they kind of just stripped the audio and they made a video for it. That's awesome. Check it out. I'll send it to you later. I might definitely throw that up if I'm doing some stuff. I've already thrown it up and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm about that, man. That's really cool. You know, one thing that I want to say with this, though, I, I want to know how you feel, because I feel like no matter what, I guess I'll just get into it. I feel like no matter what, I feel like you would have played as a mage. Am I, <laughs> am I right about that? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. That's because so, of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, but man, I straight up, man. It took me an hour plus for me to decide which class I wanted. And I had knew there was a samurai class and I, I really enjoyed my time with Ghost of Tsushima. And I was like, dude, I think I want to play as a samurai. But I almost, if I had gone in without knowing that the samurai was there, or if like the samurai wasn't an option, I definitely I had a strong second pick. And I was like, should I do this second pick? And I ended up going with my gut. I ended up going with Samurai. But sometimes I just, I feel like, man, I feel like this is a very outdated thing where it's like, you're going to spend hundreds of hours in this and kind of your entire play style that you don't even really know how you're going to experience the game yet. But like your whole play style depends really on like getting, on picking this character, you know? And like, yeah. I had picked the Samurai because like you get a shield that you can parry with and you have a bow i tried the bow i hate the bow like i really like truthfully i was like this bow is not for me i don't like the shield either so i basically i'm two-handing my katana which is working great for me but i mean i think there's a class where it's literally just a dude with a big sword and i wonder maybe yeah if i would have liked that would, that would that be better and yeah. and hey i mean you're bringing up a great point and something that this game was definitely, you know, took into thought when they were making it. Every class has kind of subclasses. So even for the mage, I can be a mage and sometimes I like alternate. I'll be a mage who's like in your face. I have spells with swords and stuff. And I can like, you know, be in your face, but I can also be a mage who's like, I'm not going to let you touch me and I'm just going to shoot shit at you. And so I'll shift my flask so that I have like, nine magic flasks and like one health flask but i'm gonna just i'm not gonna need the health flask because you're not even gonna get close to me mm -hmm. so it's just about how you want to play and every single class has that spectrum yeah and it allows the you know it gives the game that like level of creativity and freedom almost where like any class even the wretch can become like an ultimate mage or the ultimate two-handed person if given the proper stats in the proper time yeah definitely and you know i actually it's funny that you say that because i maybe i should look up some tutorials on like how people build their samurai because i i found a second sword and i put that in my other hand 
And I wrecked some people when I had like two swords, one in each hand. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, no, I know my my buddy Edgar is also a samurai, and he's crazy about dual wielding. He's just always dual wielding. It's really fun, man. That's yeah, definitely he, a fun he way. Loves to do just it. having like two wacky two wacky swords on opposite hands. He's just yeah, he That's loves cool. doing that. I'm about it. Well, let me ask you something else, man. How do you feel about the controls? How, do you like the way the controller set up with the controls? That's a good question. I think the controls. I mean, they they definitely get the job done. Do I think that they're like the best? I mean, at, at times the locking mechanism really kind of trips me up, especially when I'm fighting like super aggressive bosses, because it just it feels pointless having that like outer lock mechanism. Because I'll auto lock and I'll shoot a spell. And is that is that the R three for you? Yeah, that's the um yeah the analog stick. So here's the I was gonna say, man. I also I hated that. I completely remapped my controller. Oh, you did? Yeah, I know you yeah. can do that too. I haven't remapped it at all. But so I actually, I, I said completely, but I really, I did two big things. And I'm, I would recommend doing this to anybody. Because I've, I once I did this, I had a, like a ton more fun with it. So basically, I've never played a Souls-like game before. Like I've never, or hold on. I've never played a From Software game before. I know that they made like Demon Souls, like Bloodborne, whatever all those all those games yeah. but i've never played one of them but two of my favorite games of all time were ghost of tsushima and jedi fallen order which were both inspired by and they both had they had something with the controls that i really liked and i was surprised to find that these controls were not the same because two people that you know i guess kind of adopted this kind of style used pretty much the exact same thing and that is the square button is your main attack and your triangle is your special. So basically what I did is I changed the, what would have been the R1 or your right bumper. I put that as my X and what would have been the trigger. I put that as triangle on the right side. Interesting. So I'm trying to picture how that would happen if I'm fighting. You're so, still, so your auto lock is still the R3. I also switched that. I switched my R3 and L3. Okay, so your auto lock is L3. Which I don't hit it as much. Yeah, I think that's what I did. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That'll take some getting used to. Yeah, I really like that. So like whenever I dual wield swords, the sword that's on my left hand, it's still like the bumper and trigger. And yeah for but for my main one so like this is what i like when i'm if i do two hands on one sword i hit the square button and it swings it but then if somebody like comes at me i can hit the left trigger and it blocks it if, I, if i'm two-handing a sword you hit that and you block and blocking yeah. is a, a big mechanic in this game and it's a little bit different because like the other games that i just mentioned jedi fallen order and Ghost of Tsushima, parrying was a bigger thing. And I haven't really been able to parry with just the big sword. So I'm interested to see if the parrying will become a bigger mechanic in my play style later yeah. on. But at the moment, I'm pretty much doing the block and with the, the big sword. That, that really helped me out. I'm playing with the shield a lot, and so I'm parrying quite a bit. I have a question for you, though. How have you been feeling with the leveling up me like me mechanism and... Do you feel any pressure? I don't know how to. <laughs> Do you feel so. any pressure when it comes to like, you know, am I putting my stats together right for my samurai? 
Yeah, I don't know how to do that yet. And the truth is, man, I, I was like, I think I should probably be upgrading my stats at this point, but I have no idea how to do that. I just spoke to, so apparently, Brandon, <laughs> apparently I'm maidenless. So I don't know how to say your name, but is it Melina? Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Melina. Melina. Yeah. Melina. I just spoke with Melina and yeah, she's I, guess, good. I guess I accepted her proposal. I accepted her boon. And she said that she could help me upgrade my stats. She said a location that I've never heard of, never seen. So maybe I'll find her hold. again. What? Did you say the round table hold? I don't believe so. I don't know. I missed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought she mentioned a tree. Didn't write that part down. I got her name and I got my spectral horse torrent. That's dope. So, she's the best. She she's she do you, up. Do you interact with her quite a bit during the game? Not much. Not after the like the intro, really. At wait, what? After you're kind of in the intro, so like after that, you don't really interact with her much. Oh, I thought she said that she could trade my runes for upgrades. Is that not how you... I guess I just assumed I would go to her to upgrade my stats. Maybe she means, like, she's the grace. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But like, it could mean that she's the person at the grace and she's the one responsible for, like, leveling up for you or whatever and whatnot. Yeah. So I guess, how, how do you do that, man? How do you even level... How do I even tell if I can level up? How do I know what level I am? So you go to... You would press the settings menu, like the options... And then mm -hmm. press R1, go all the way to the right and to save the game. And there you would see like level 163, you would see your play. Also, time. didn't know you could do that. I've just been shutting it off because I was like, I can't the find a pause states, menu. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah. haven't lost anything. I mean, this yeah. game doesn't have a pause, does it? It does, but it's futile because it's online. So you could pause and the enemy could come and whack you. Yeah. So I have to like hit this the option, or I guess the starter select button, and then hit the triggers? I yeah, guess I'll have to triggers, look at I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. You go all the way to the settings. It's just like a menu where you can like scroll through shit. I, mean, I, can, I know to, where like my You have to navigate is. it for it. You have to navigate to it to change your buttons, so you kind of know it. Okay, so I guess it's somewhere in there. I, yeah, I, yeah. All the way to the right, the last one, that's where you go to save the game. And that's so does it tell you you have, you have stats to allocate? So when you want to level up, you go to the loss, you go to the grace, right? Any of the grace uh -huh. points. Uh -huh. And you can see on the option menu, like level up, then you press that and it'll give you like your stat menu and it'll tell you how many runes you have and how many runes mm -hmm. you need. You know, I haven't, I haven't been to a, a grace point since I spoke to her. So maybe, maybe Definitely that's why stop I haven't seen that. a grace point and try and use your runes to level up, dude. You're probably level one still. Oh boy. I probably, I mean, I, I guess if I haven't done it, am I still level one? Yeah, you have to be. Nice, bro. Level one out here. Yeah. Level one out here, dude. <laughs> Do you know how many times you've died? Oh, man, I don't know, but I'm sure there's a counter, and it's probably somewhere in the hundreds for me at this point, <laughs> honestly. I knew that people were dying a lot, so I'm, I'm keeping track. I've died 10 times at this point, so... That's that's awesome. know how that goes. I'm feeling cocky though. I'm feeling good. That's not good, dude. It's not good. <laughs> yeah.
I don't know, man. I'm, I feel like I figured out my style. It really took me a minute to figure out what I wanted to do with two swords, one sword. Yeah. Also, I feel like I, I heard that you find a lot of weapons in this game and I have not really found any. Is that something you have to like really seek out? Do they make it hard to find or? That's yeah, bro. Literally roll into the barrels, check corners, jump down ledges and like it. It's it's like that, dude. They they purposely, and I love watching YouTube videos where people are going over like the worst reviews for Elden Ring because <laughs> it's like people are like it's such a bad game, like it's horribly designed. Like I beat it so quickly, and it's like yeah, you can beat this game super quickly if you want to. You can just go play through the streets, during mode, ignore everything, just get like whatever's handed to you, but you'll miss so much of the game because there's everywhere there's around every corner around anywhere any mission you'll find like random items that will really help you talismans put like potions just random shit dude and there's already people who are like making like full area guides which are really helpful and i would suggest those to you when you're going through an area like maybe prior to playing through it watch this person like run through the area and everything they pick up like try and pick up you know i think what i'm gonna do i might kind of i mean like i'm still kind of feeling it out like i'm still fighting the enemies that i see on the map and i'm kind of just like going through that i might like once i see everything that i can get to now yeah, i might take a guide if i'm still like a little lost yeah yeah definitely like fully explore everything before you move on but don't feel don't don't be afraid to use a guide it'll save you so much time dude because honestly like, I don't really want to miss anything. So I think I might check a guide out after I'm feeling like I, like yeah. I saw and everything. There's this website I was using earlier today, which is super interactive, where you can, like, filter through the Elden Ring map. It has, like, the Elden Ring map. And you can click, like, bosses. And it'll show you all the bosses in the area. You can oh, click, wow. like, items. And it'll show you all the items. It's like, dude, people are already, like, making elaborate stuff. I mean, this yeah. game is awesome, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I might... If I really like how it ends and I like the whole experience, I might try, I might do like a, see, this is what, what I do like about these kind of games is you can play it once and like you've had a whole like experience as a mage, but if you wanted to, you could start another save file as a right. samurai or I a wretch. Totally, I totally could. And I think about that all the time. Like I love the idea of incantations. The incantations look so freaking cool it's different like a, than the spells it's like a, it's like a different route than the mage there's like people you invest in faith faith is like a different kind yeah, of yeah i saw route. i saw the faith thing and they can do like incantations that allows them to heal allows them to shoot fire like they just have different types of spells and, and they, they actually look a little more powerful than the mage stuff but i mean it's something i can i can explore i can come back like you said i can just come back and have a playthrough as i think the class is prisoner uh, i can have oh, a no. as a prisoner i think it isn't it like the well they have like I, a, a I shackle on their neck they have like this like yeah that's who I, that's wasn't that was my second choice i i really thought about being the prisoner yeah. i thought that would be really cool but dude, i couldn't powerful I couldn't. powerful stuff dude when you oh, get those incantations man maybe i messed up because right right <laughs> now <laughs> i'm i'm having to use their skill set because there are these really annoying bosses that give you scarlet rot and scarlet rot is this super annoying form of poisoning 
that directly chops at your HP bar. And Hmm. as you can imagine, that makes fighting big bosses a pain in the ass. So I have to use their incantation key. There's like a key that they carry Mm -hmm. and they have to, you have to also have to carry the incantation and that takes up one of my spell slots. So I have to carry one last spell just so I can carry a cure poison incantation so that whenever I get scarlet rotted, I can use this incantation and it makes the fights a lot more pleasant. Okay. Um, So what do you mean by like just chops at your HP? I've been poisoned by the bats. Is it kind of like that or is it like there's different there's different types of poisons right there's one poison bro that's so annoying because it's just bull it's bullshit it's called death blighted and it's like you'll see it on your screen it's like this little rectangle it's like this black thing and it Mm -hmm. has like these it's super it looks scary but death blighted there's no escaping once you're death blighted once the bar like heads down to zero you're gonna die and that's it so you can't get death blighted and, and yeah, that's, but if you have the proper incantation, you can avoid that. So prisoners wow. have that really cool skill set where they can navigate fights like that. I mean, as a mage, you just kind of got to put up with that bullshit and boom them real quick or else you're, you got to deal with it. Well, I guess I didn't realize that there was that kind of stuff in there. It's like yeah. if you get poisoned, like there's nothing you can do. There's late, yeah, there's so many layers to this game. Like the oh, little corner, the left corner down there, you can see like the different like just aspects. And there's still parts I don't know. Like there's still a menu. I don't know. I like to watch like people live stream and uh-huh. just see how they play, especially other mages, and just see how they play, see what they're using. See, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, maybe I should check out some. I mean, like I'm really kind of just like taking this as like a solo experience right now, but maybe I should like look into see what the community is doing around it i might have a better time yeah i was also coming at it as a solo experience i don't know if you remember me telling you but it's just there's such a like good community around it that it feels difficult i joined the elden ring subreddit it's just it feels difficult not to use help it has made the experience so much more pleasant for me so much more seamless it's really because of my friend jared shout out to jared He's a mage also. And just seeing him like with all the cool mage stuff and like just he, he would just flex on me, dude. He would pull up every time I played with Jared, he would pull up with like some new spell, some new thing. And I'd be like, damn, dude, I really gotta level up. I really gotta. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. One of my favorite things about playing these kind of games, well, I guess any game in general, really. I love being able to like customize my outfit, but I've really only found like one set of armor. And I know I haven't really heard too much about it. Do they, are there a lot of cool armor sets or is it more just like tons, cool, tons, oh, of, tons of cool armor sets out there for you to explore, for you to nice create, guy. for you, you know, to improve upon definitely collect those smithing stones. Those. Yeah. I upgraded my sword. So that was yep. cool. Smith that up. <laughs> There's tons and tons of cool armor out there. Really, really cool opportunities to like just customize so yeah that's exciting man i'm gonna have to jump back into it i mean like i'm kind of taking it slow taking my time i mean i've only had it a couple days but i'm gonna have to jump into it tonight man dude Uh, we should probably we should play after this man well i feel like i want to get my i don't know man i mean i'm a low level (laughs) one you're 168 i i just don't know man i don't know know i can help you out i can help you out with some bosses and stuff as soon as you unlock the multiplayer stuff 
Maybe. I think, I mean, like, I have, like, a tarnished finger or whatever it's called. Oh, you have a tarnished finger? So you can, that means I can summon you. I think so. I can summon you and I can help you get some room. You know what, I'd I'd actually, I feel like I'd rather jump into your world, you know. Yeah. I'd hate to show you up as a level one, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling cocky. I mean, I guess I'm not, I'm really not that far into it, so maybe... (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be, but that's <laughs> good. That's good. It's good Life to feel is, like that. Yeah, I'll definitely. We definitely should jump into it. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what the multiplayer is like. I've heard some really cool things, so I would love to jump in in that with you, man. I think I got to get a little bit further in. You know, maybe level up once or twice, just so I kind of have a, a better understanding of the game. But Dude, definitely, I can, you, I can help you level up. Definitely this weekend, man. Yep. All right, bro. But yeah, let's get into the next thing. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, as we discussed previously, I saw credits on this game. I experienced it. And, dude, I just got to say, man, if you've ever been interested... Okay, let me ask you this. Did you like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I loved it. It was so dope. Dude, me too, man. After experiencing this game, though, I'd give it a 3 out of 10. If this experience was a 10 out of 10, playing the game, movie was a 3. And I almost wasn't going to say that, but like, that's like literally what my mind went to after I like experienced this. This was truthfully, like truthfully, Brandon, I feel mad at the movies of how they portrayed the guardians. And now that I've like played this game, this game. So I don't know if this is true. My PlayStation said it took me 15 hours to experience this, which is relatively short. It felt a lot longer than that. It felt like 20 so I don't know if maybe there was like an issue and it, it didn't clock some of my time or maybe it felt long because there is a big drawback to this game that I'll get into in a second. But truthfully, man, it was so, so cool to experience this because just the being on, it really felt like I was on the team with the other Guardians. And I think we kind of talked about it in the beginning, my first like impressions with it, like Drax and Rocket they they were having like some really tough times like norming with each other and it totally like by the end of it you guys are a team like a full team and it's really just like a crazy cool experience so I guess let me just kind of like go through some stuff really quick it's like way more explicit than like the movies and what I mean by that is like each character has way more in-depth character development and story arcs and it there's just absolutely so much lore and it's just so much more rewarding because as you as you play through it you know you you know a lot of this game is you're kind of you know peter quill and like let's say drax and rocket are talking to each other or gamora is talking to to rocket and a lot of that is just like you're listening and a lot of the times it actually behooves you to say something. So like, let's say Rocket and Gamora are having like a conversation and it like starts to get into a fight. You can say something or you can not say something. And like, if you choose to not say something, it kind of like plays out in its own way. But there's a couple of times when let's say like Drax is being very antagonistic to Rocket and you intervene and you say like, hey, like Drax, like, come on, we're on the same team here. Like, don't do that rocket like you'll get like a little status buff and it'll say 
Rocket appreciates you sticking up for him. And it just really worked, man. And there's this question that I pose myself and the mechanics and gameplay, does this push gaming forward? Does this push the medium forward? Which I think is like, you don't really need to ask that about very many games. You know what I mean? Most games don't push the medium forward, but there's part of this brand in the like, is totally new and totally different than any other game I've ever played. And I think you'd really enjoy it, especially if you like Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's all to do with this dialogue. And the team members are just like constantly talking to each other. You can interact with them in different ways. And they have their own kind of interactions that happen independently of you, the player. And it, it feels like groundbreaking. It's like you really feel like you're there and part of it because so many things are happening that you can intervene with, but a lot of it happens, you know, independently of you, which is just crazy. I don't know, man. It, it's true. It's yeah, truly. It nice. feels. It feels like there's like a whole world that's moving along with you. Almost. Yeah, definitely. And like, like truthfully, like Groot and Rocket, they have their own relationship, and they're like always talking shit about everybody else together. And like Groot will say like, I am Groot and Rocket will just like start laughing and be like, good one, good one, Groot. And like Gamora and Drax, like they have a, their own relationship and they, it started off terrible because so at the beginning of the game, it's not really explicitly said, but you find out towards the end that at the start of the game, you guys have only been on a couple missions together, two or three missions together with everybody on the team. Gamora included. So Gamora is the last person to join the Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's only been on a couple of missions with you. And you really go through this whole thing where the team pretty much breaks up at one point, and then through forces that almost nobody could control, it gets like forced back together to, to do a mission that has a very clear end. And once that mission is over, it's like everybody's kind of like, this is it. And the story just spirals from there. And the Team members really, you know, kind of realize like how they all work so well together. And it's just crazy. And by the end of it, Gamora and Drax have like this really great bond. And <laughs> they like make jokes at Peter and Rocket because they like guns and they both have swords. And they're just like, ah, oh, guns. Like they always are like cracking jokes, you know, by the end of it. And like Drax and Rocket. They have like a really, you know, bad relationship starting off. And, you know, by the end, you know, Drax has a very different outlook and he commends Rocket for quote unquote showing valor in a moment when they all needed him. And that's like kind of the Rocket's whole thing. Like he's just like a self, you know, fulfilling dude where he just kind of like does his own thing. And, you know, like Rocket and Kimura, they always like stick up for each other. And that's pretty cool. And they like, you'll just catch them chatting about things, different tech and stuff. It's kind of weird if you just like, if you're just hanging out on the ship and they'll just like catch them talking to each other. And it's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I just like never experienced anything like that. That feels like very immersive, kind of like a sim, but it's like, you're just in it and you can interact with it. It kind of feels like a movie in a way, but not, if that makes sense yeah, no, totally. And I wanted to kind of compare this to like 
let's just say it was like truly 15 hours. Like let's say I spent 15 hours doing this game. That's like a season and a half of like a TV show. And it feels like the characters are just like so much more drawn out and it just feels so much more meaningful because you like were able to take actions. And this is also something that should be stated. There's a lot of things where (laughs) you get put into a decision that you have to make in like five seconds and you have to choose one way or the other. And that'll basically, you know, shift the storyline in the next couple of missions. I had a moment very early on in the game, the first three hours where I could choose to either hide quarantine item on the ship. Like we were going to get boarded by the Nova Corps and I could either hide illegal item that we weren't supposed to have or I could hide illegal tech that Rocket was going to use to upgrade the ship's weapons. And I chose to hide the illegal weapons that Rocket was going to use. And we ended up getting this like fine for the illegal thing that we had, which like everybody was pissed because they said, Rocket, like how could you put something in there? This was like where this was supposed to go. And then like everybody but Rocket was mad at me that I chose to not hide the weapons. And then Later on in the game, I, the game told me, I got like a status bar at the top and it was like, because you hid Rocket's weapon upgrades, you can now engage in this dogfight. And I absolutely wrecked this dude. He was like a mercenary trying to get a bounty on us because like we were wanted. And I just like was absolutely able to like wreck him with some like super cool dogfight stuff, you know, in the ship. And I don't know if that would have happened, but I feel like it wouldn't have played out the same way because I, I had upgraded weapons. So, but something that I do want to say is I've, I've said a lot of praise about this, Brandon. <laughs> There's some things that, that really bug me. And <laughs> this game, the fighting in it is not, it's not great. You really do. You're the weakest team member. You have these pea shooter pistols and everybody else is like way more powerful than you, but you have to tell them what to do. And if you don't tell them to do it, like they don't do it. Like you're really like a team leader and you have to like command them. I don't really know how it works. And like that kind of stuff was really tedious to me. Like it it like really kind of dragged out and like, just, I didn't really like the fighting. Didn't think the fighting was fun. There were a lot of puzzles that I didn't really think were good. Like they're just kind of frustrating and not really challenging. So I don't know. Overall, it was a really cool experience. And I, I loved experiencing it, but if I was anybody, I wouldn't pick this up if it wasn't on sale because as cool as like experiencing the story is the fighting and stuff just wasn't fun. Yeah. So if you see it on sale and you got 15, 20 hours you want to kill and, you know, check it out. But I will say if you like guardians of the galaxy at all, this is so much more of a, a cool experience. I didn't like, I liked them. I liked the movies, but I feel like I know them in just like a totally different way now. And I don't know, I might pick up a comic. I might not. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you pick up a comic and you can continue to appreciate the story that like was introduced to you through the video game. Yeah. And like, truthfully, truthfully, man, the lore of this was like so much cooler. I don't know if, if we've really gotten into it, but Drax is Drax the Destroyer and he's like, in the the comic universe he's the person that kills thanos and gamora the deadliest woman in the galaxy 
her name is a misnomer in in the comics do you know what that means misnomer no so it's kind of like where oh man see now that i have to explain it i feel like i don't (laughs) it's kind of like where like the name means something like deadliest woman in the galaxy but it's not really oh gosh i gotta look it up basically what i'm trying to say is that she got her nickname the deadliest woman in the galaxy for something that was unrelated to killing let me actually read you the definition so a misnomer is a wrong or inaccurate name or designation so basically i guess this is like a light spoiler but if you read the comics at all like you kind of would know this Actually, I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to spoil a couple of things that are just like, they're in the comics, but they're not in the movies. So like if you only like experience the movies and what I said intrigued you and you want to pick up the game, like maybe skip ahead. This was one of the coolest parts about this game, but truthfully, like they're just in the comics. So like Gamora, for example, her, she actually got the, the nickname, the deadliest woman in the galaxy as kind of like a mockery to her. Because after she switched sides in the in the war, she there was a, I guess like a Cree Nova Corps individual that wanted to wanted her to kill a child, and it was oh, like a, wow. like a child queen, and basically if she assassinated this child queen, they wouldn't be able to. It, it would basically like change the, I guess the alliance of this like planet nation. And Gamora wouldn't assassinate this child. And she like made them go to like, it was like a private mission at the end of the war. And she like basically made the, the Nova Corps like settle it through diplomatic means because she refused to assassinate a kid. And everyone started calling her like the deadliest woman in the galaxy because it was like, a kind of like a mock to her because she switched sides after being a daughter of Thanos and like wouldn't kill somebody for for the side but it's actually it's really interesting because it kind of goes into her whole character yeah like she switched sides and then was told to murder like a child you know what i mean yeah you can see how it'd be really tough for somebody and then you kind of learn like just through the story she just becomes like very vulnerable and how this is kind of like mantis she has like a different role in this game as well and like her and Gamora have very intimate, not like physically intimate, but like very emotionally intimate relationship. And it's kind of like implied that Gamora was going to kill herself. It's implied that she was suicidal and that Mantis convinced her to join the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's very much clear that Drax is like struggling so much with the loss of his wife and kids. And Rocket is just finding it hard to trust anybody because the last He's just never had anybody that he could trust before. And it's, it's a crazy game. Like you literally just learn so much. And then also it's kind of like a, a funny moment in the game, but they, <laughs> they messed up the form. So like, basically it's like the equivalent of like filling out like a tax form. And in the game, they basically filed their business, the guardians of the galaxy, they spelled it wrong. And it's when they get arrested by Nova Corps, they're called the gardeners of the galaxy. And that's how Peter finds out that it was, they spelled it wrong. They, they spelled the name of their business, the guardians of the galaxy wrong. So they're the gardeners of the galaxy, dude. <laughs> Saving the galaxy one planet at a time. If you could be any guardian, which one would you be? 
After this game, man, Peter Quill, hands down, because, I mean, like, truthfully, he's a great leader in this game, which is something that, like, in the movies, God, what's his name? Andy from Parks and Rec, the new Mario, what's his name? Chris, talking? Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, oh my gosh. He's, he's like such a goofball in the movie. <laughs> but in this game, Peter Quill is absolutely like has, I mean, like he's got like a little bit of a goofy side, but truthfully, he's like a great leader and listens to just about, listens very well to everyone on the team. And it's really incredible. Like he has some moments where you get presented with dialogue options and like, it's very compelling. You can choose the option that you think is right. And if it's right, like he really goes into like an elaborate speech that like truthfully is very good. He has very good vernacular and is very sympathetic, which in the game makes him a great leader. It makes it a great person to interact with these characters. Cause in the game, like the game mechanic of choosing a dialogue option is, it, you know, it's pretty straightforward where it's like kind of what, how the conversation is going to go. But when you click on it, it, it kind of is said in a, a very, very good way, I guess, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, it's it's a really cool experience, man. Definitely worth checking out. Anything else on Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, man, there's some really cool outfits. There's an outfit where, so like also each of the outfits, they kind of say they have the comic that they came from, like the comic run that they originated from, and like a little bit of lore to it. And I mean, like these, like you truly, if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, like, I mean, this is probably the ultimate experience you could have. And there's, um, there's one that you find for Groot pretty early on, and it's called the Five Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And basically Groot is this like blackened tree and has like red blood stains on him that are like glowing and he's glowing red and black. And Mm -hmm. In the, the paragraph from the comic, it says, Groot had, a, it's Rocket speaking. He's like, Groot had a dream last night that, that we all went rogue and we ended up destroying the galaxy. And he's like, and that's kind of what like the excerpt was. So like, this is like what they would have been if they like went like rogue and destroyed the galaxy. And is basically in a dream. And then it's from this comic book run where it's, it's like apocalypse and it's basically like an X-Men Guardians of the Galaxy crossover. So I don't know when this happened, but that's like really cool because Star-Lord's outfit is like him and he's got like red eyes and like a Speedo and <laughs> Drax's. Yeah, really serious. Yeah, Drax's is crazy too. You should look up the Guardians of the Galaxy Apocalypse outfits. Let me see if it, if it pulls it up. Yeah, it's sick, man. And like, Peter's like his mask he's got like horns on it Drax like his tribal tattoos are like glowing red Gamora's is really cool I don't know I think Rock honestly I gotta say man I think Rockets all of his customizations I think they're kind of weak but I mean he's a raccoon like how do you style a raccoon yeah I I don't really like his I don't like any of his outfits but everyone else is like has some sick ones Drax has got a really cool one where he's like a boxer that one's cool. I like that one. Yeah. It's one looks dope. The parking loop stuff is like is awesome. I think Groots is the coolest in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was rocking that for like half the game. But he's just like so sweet that it's like kind of funny to have him truthfully look like. <laughs> <laughs> like a demon. <laughs> like he looks like a demon. Yeah, like yeah. straight up. 
Now, yeah, the so Rocket, Rocket is, oh man, I would hate to get into a fight with Rocket. Yeah, he's scrappy, man. And it's honestly, he's got a really cool, like, special ability. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this, man. It's worth bringing up. I, every time, like, we'd finish a combat encounter, I'd get, like, experience points. And there was a number kept, like, I kept <laughs> getting, every time it, like, the progress bar would, like, fill up, I'd get a one and then it'd go to two. And I, at one point, I had, like, 20 something. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm level 28. It doesn't really mean anything, though. I don't really, it's like, I don't know why they keep giving me these. Like, I can't, it's not like I can spend these on anything or something. And then I was like, I bet I can spend, like, I bet there's points I can spend. And I like hit the the button on the PlayStation. And like, sure enough, I had so many of these that I literally got every upgrade in the game at once. I was like, that would have been nice to know, considering I'm in the final mission that I could have been upgrading my characters this whole time, but whatever. (laughs) So... Yeah, the definitely the combat is not amazing. It's not even good. At times it's tedious, but through that is like a truly incredible experience. So definitely worth checking out. Definitely get it on sale. Like I don't know if I'd pay full price for this one just because those parts did drag on. And like my PlayStation said I played for 15 hours, but it really felt more than that. And it's because I didn't like the combat. So yeah, that's about all I gotta say, man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe I'll make a YouTube video. Of the Galaxy. Get it if you haven't already. Hopefully it goes on the sale so I can copy it because I'm not copying it at full price. Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. This this game has actually gone on sale a couple times since it's come out. And I, I did pick it up on sale and it, it goes on sale pretty regularly. And the I've actually been following this a little bit because I was very interested in this game when it came out. I had a great experience with it and the the people that developed this were was Square Enix and a lot of the people that helped were EDOS Montreal and they're the people that made the Tomb Raider games which I love the Tomb Raider games and I just think it's it's interesting that they Square Enix kind of said in in some interviews Argus Night interviews they were corporate quarterly statements they said that this game underperformed according to their expectations. And I just think that's crazy because part of this game is like revolutionary, but part of it is like terrible. And the part of it that's like not fun is the combat, which a lot of people would come to this for. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting that they, I don't know. It kind of feels like they didn't meet the expectations, but like they also like, you know, had, I feel like they just misunderstood what the product even was. It feels like, in the marketing, they, they used a lot of this combat and it's like, they didn't really know. It feels they didn't know what made this game special. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's like the parts of it that made it cool were not the parts that they were showing and not the parts that they thought people would enjoy. So I don't know. definitely pick it up if it's on sale. It's like, I mean, it's definitely an interesting game because I mean, like it does some revolutionary things and then like you'll experience the combat and they'll be like man this definitely feels like a step back in 2022 but it's a cool experience you'll gain a ton of lore and it's really cool but that's about all i got man i'm ready to wrap this up all righty well thank you so much for listening if you made it this far you're yeah. a blessing we love you so much <laughs> thank stay you. tuned to the sticky buns podcast we appreciate you guys check us out on instagram patreon youtube all that good stuff 
share share us tell tell a friend about us yeah, yeah seriously the best way to help us out is to share with a friend you know brandon i just gotta say i'm ready to cross the fog into the lands between <laughs> Oh man, I want to get a poster. I want to get a poster and put it right there. I want to get like a thinking. I I can't decide between like a map, a world map, or like. Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe something like a little more personal, like a mage, or mage kind of poster. Here's here's a thought. So okay, actually, really quick before we end this up, what if you took a screenshot of your character, and what if you went in? The, I guess it's not really photo mode. It'd have to be like a screenshot. What if you? Did like a like you your character doing like a sick move or sick something and like took a screenshot of it and then made that a poster. Not a bad idea. I can take a photo of me on tour. Yeah. Tour. yeah, yeah, that on a poster. So the, then, the reason that way I could frame it easily too. I can just have it like frame. So here, let me let me tell you this. Maybe you should start off with this and then maybe get get to a poster. I this week I took a bunch of like screenshots that i had from my switch and my playstation and i put them on my laptop and they're my backgrounds now every minute my background is a new screenshot some of like the coolest games that i played like i've got like hyper light drifter or, like pokemon legends arceus and just like a ton oh, of dope. others it's really cool it's easy to set up on mac too to like every 30 seconds have a switch to another screenshot so i don't know maybe you should try that out start small you know well dude i think i'm ready to end it up you know thanks to everybody for listening and i guess i guess we're all maidenless peace in the streets <laughs> peace in the elden streets come the elden lord <laughs>